0: throughout the program today if you're any kind of football fan uh this is your week this is christmas in july like it is tomorrow because you got nfl training camps getting going and you got college conferences hosting their media days we've even got high schools getting ready to get started and some preview coverage of that our buddies lane and sean at cbs six starting to churn those out as well so with that as a backdrop we are headed to charlotte for the ACC football kickoff that is now three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It begins tomorrow with Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, and Syracuse, the first four up. And our guy Matt Joseph's host of Border to Border is literally on his way to Charlotte as we speak and hopefully he will come in loud and clear here he certainly will the next couple of days when he takes three to six from acc uh media days down there in charlotte matt good afternoon hope you had a great vacation while you were gone
1: uh, i did bob i'm uh, just about to get on i-85 south so a uh, straight shot to uh
0: charlotte from here it sure is it's one of the more boring rides out there so hopefully it'll it'll stay boring for you you won't have any issues and you'll get there with plenty of time to spare and to get ready um for tomorrow all right um give us a little bit of an idea of what we're going to hear from you over the next two to three days of all these conversations because every team's bringing their coach and at least right three players for each school right
1: yeah, there's uh, three players and a coach. Uh, I have my schedule. You'll be happy to know, Bob. Uh, my first guest tomorrow is one Dino Babers. Uh, I always put Syracuse number one, especially for a day like tomorrow, although Miami could have also been on my list. I do have a Miami player, but I am speaking to quite a few players on the Syracuse contingent.
0: That's great. Uh, Dino Babers, head coach of Syracuse, uh, with their three players. I'm looking real quick. They're bringing uh, tight end quarterback and linebackers. you got well representation there for Syracuse tomorrow. Our buddy Caesar would love for you to get somebody from the U if you could potentially do that tomorrow. What do you make of this three days now for the ACC, Matt? They've broken it up with four teams tomorrow and then five on Wednesday, including our two schools, and then five more on Thursday.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we, we all scoff at the SEC, What are they? That's like a whole week. Uh, I think the ACC is trying to be like uh, the SEC here. Um, you know, Sunbelt is two days, so it's a multiple-day thing. Obviously, getting rid of the divisions gives them a way to uh, mm-hmm. put this thing up. So uh, it's just a way to get a lot more coverage for a conference that I think might need a little bit more coverage uh, coming football season.
0: All right. Interestingly, Matt, Virginia and Virginia Tech are both on the middle day on Wednesday. And I think that, I think there's only three schools that aren't bringing a quarterback to media days. And Virginia Tech is one of them. Even Virginia is bringing the transfer from Monmouth, Tony Musket uh, to media day. What do you make of the fact that uh, Brent Pry will not be accompanied by a quarterback to media day?
1: I mean, you know, Grant Wells didn't exactly have a great season. I assume he's going to be installed as starter uh, entering camp. And then you've got Chiron Drones, the uh, Baylor transfer, who I think will be really intriguing. And I think the one thing that we're going to have to see if Brent Pry will do is if he will have a package for Chiron Drones, which I think could be a good thing and I think could also be a bad thing because we've seen in the past when Tech has gone to the Quincy Patterson package or some of these other guys, uh, it hasn't actually gone well for them.
0: All right, do you, uh, do you have a, a musket on your list of interviews for Virginia? Because I think that's going to be a fascinating storyline, especially with no Jay Wolfick now at Virginia. It looks like it's his job, and will gaudy numbers at the FCS level translate in the ACC?
1: Yes, I have uh, pretty sure every single UVA person, and I have uh, definitely every tech person live, essentially from three thirty to four. So we will have a commercial-free half hour of Hokies talk uh, with all the people, uh, starting with the coach himself, who has been very gracious with his time for us. Obviously, we have not spoken to uh, Justin Fuente and certainly Frank Beamer as much as we've spoken with Brent Pry uh, during his time at the school.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's been great and, and certainly intentional on Virginia Tech's part to, to get him out there. And then one of your other Tech guests then will be Ali Jennings, right? The, uh, the wide receiver from right here in Richmond, West Virginia, Old Dominion, and now Virginia Tech.
1: Yes, finally, Grant Wells will have a legitimate number one target, and we'll see how much of a difference that makes. They've also brought in this kid, Jalen Lane, uh, from Middle Tennessee, who is a very good wide receiver for uh, the Blue Raiders. Obviously, it's not going to make a lot of ripples to the common college football fan, but watching a lot of Conference USA uh, football, he is a very solid wide receiver. And uh, I think Tech's offense, well, let's just say this, it can't get much worse than it was last year, so I think there'll be some improvement from that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. Matt Joseph's uh, heading down I-85 on his way to Charlotte for ACC media kickoff the next next few days. Uh, On the quarterback front, nobody's going to be more popular than Drake May, right? You're going to get an opportunity with him. I'm sure he will have hordes of reporters around him.
1: Uh, I do not have Drake May. I have a different – I have his tight end, I believe, is is the person from North Carolina that we'll be talking to. But, yeah, I mean, he's the guy that I'm pretty much going to pencil in as my ACC quarterback uh, on the first team. Uh, Some people may vote for Tyler Van Dyke, of course, from Miami, but he was a little disappointing last year. But, yeah, Drake May just trying to be the next Sam Howell. A lot of focus will be on him uh, in Charlotte the next couple of days.
0: So let me ask you about another quarterback, and I don't know if you'll get him or not, but there will certainly be some attention. And interestingly enough, they brought him with, and that's the ACC transfer from one school to another. From UVA to North Carolina State, Brennan Armstrong is going to be front and center.
1: Yeah, uh, I, and it's very interesting because between him and Phil Jerkovic, who goes from Boston College mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh, uh, a lot of ACC transfers, I thought it was interesting, I believe uh, Fentrell Cypress from Virginia went to North Carolina, we saw several other transfers from inside the conference. So, um, whereas I think this is frowned upon in the SEC, in the ACC, man, you have seen some high-impact transfers who are going to be playing each other. I will certainly ask the UVA contingent what it will be like to play against Brennan Armstrong in that game against NC State.
0: Yeah, we won't have to wait long for that either. That's uh, at the end of September, September 22nd. So for UVA, that's uh, the fourth game of the year after Tennessee, JMU, and Maryland. Oh, Matt, speaking of JMU, I mean, you must be going an extra five miles an hour or something. you got to be super excited about JMU pick to win the East this year in the Sun Belt.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I would have much rather gone to New Orleans. It would have been a, you know, a much costlier trip for me, probably, and we would have had to have raised more other than, uh, the sponsors we have, which we absolutely love. But yeah, very surprising. I just finished my preview for the Sunbelt, and man, between App State and Coastal Carolina, who brings Grayson McCall back, and uh, Georgia Southern is going to be pretty good. Uh, the uh, Sundown only has, like, one or two bad teams in the conference. I was very surprised to see that James Madison was picked first. Was it overwhelming or was the point pointless?
0: Uh, let me go back and look real quick. It was significant. Uh, Troy got the most votes overall, and they were picked to win the West. Uh, let me go back down here real quick for you because that's a great question. It was uh... – uh, yeah they they were relatively you know solid as the as the number one team over there um but nah let me look at that top 4 teams separated by just 10 points so it was close it was it was close okay. for Jamie. I think the biggest question for
1: Kirk Signetti is, can he keep his team motivated for a second straight season? Because last year, of course, you had the carrot, you made the FBS level, you don't want to quit on the team, um, you know, the bye weeks came in absolutely at perfect times, even though they lost to Louisville after their second bye. Can he keep this team motivated a second straight season without a Sun Belt championship game appearance, without a ball game? I think that's going to test him the most this year.
0: Yeah, although I think they've done a great job of grabbing on to what they can win, which is the East, and I think they made a big deal, obviously, out of it last year, and I think they'll make just as much of a big deal out of it this year. And I guess there's a, a little bit of a scenario where they could get a bowl game if there aren't enough teams that qualify for a bowl, and their record is, is good enough. I, I think he'll have them motivated. He's done a great job, and I think this is another feather in their cap to be the preseason uh, favorite. As we said, the coaches weren't going to make the same mistake they made last year and they had him what sixth right in the in the east and now they got him number one after winning so all right anyway back to the acc so that you don't wind up getting lost and going to new orleans instead of instead of going to to, to uh, charlotte from a team perspective matt um where does clemson stand in all of this for your from your perspective florida state i think is is certainly on a resurgence and and who else
1: Uh, I mean, I think that's your top tier right there. I think Clemson's, uh, you know, that game is going to be huge, and I think it's at the end of September, so it's one of the earliest conference games, and I believe it's in Death Valley, which is a big difference for them. But, I mean, Florida State, look, last year we had so many questions about the Seminoles, and then all of a sudden in that first game, they go down to, uh, to Louisiana, and they beat LSU, and we're like, wow, maybe we should take these guys seriously. This year they get them in Florida. It's at a neutral site, but of course we know it won't be that neutral. Um, It's in Week 2. I think that'll be something that tells us, was last year a flash in the pan, or is this year going to be another great year? So, Florida State is slowly getting back to that team that we saw when we watched uh, the U uh, 30-for-30s, and it was all big, bad Florida State. Clemson is going to certainly have something to say about it, but I think Florida State is that team to watch for, especially Week 2 when they play LSU. Can they get the sweep of the Tech LA quote-unquote home-and-home.
0: And then that ACC showdown with Clemson uh, at Death Valley, you're right about that, is actually September 23rd. So the Virginia-NC State game is a Friday night game because that's September 22nd. Florida State-Clemson is September 23rd, and that one is uh, is in Death Valley. Are you going to get a chance to talk to your old, good old buddy, Dave Claussen there from Wake Forest? I know you love interviewing Coach Claussen.
1: I actually believe, if I remember from my list, I'm getting his quarterback. Um, and it's look, it's never that I have a problem with Dave Clausen And you would agree with me, Bob, that he is a particularly interesting guy to interview I have done very good interviews with him ask one bad question and then that's it like it's downhill from there but until that bad question he's great so no I don't have him the only other coaches I have besides Tech and UVA are Dino Babers tomorrow and they gave me Jeff Halfley from uh, Boston College so I'll have to come up with some good stuff for him um, but, yeah, I, I, the, you know, obviously, look, with the North Carolina stations here, with um, the Florida stations here, we don't get everybody that we want. Um, but hopefully we'll catch up with some of our friends at the ACC Network. Uh, Alberto Riveron, the former NFL official, is the director of officiating for the ACC, and uh, we're hoping to schedule him for tomorrow. By the way, did you know that Chick-fil-A is not sponsoring the kickoff classic anymore? It's actually the Aflac kickoff classic, and we're hoping to have our good friend uh, Gary Stokin on tomorrow to talk about that and the change there, um, so that's some interesting things, uh, some sidebars that we'll have besides the players and coaches.
0: Wow, what's on the media menu if Chick-fil-A is not there? My goodness, Matt, what are you getting?
1: So, last year they had some brief Bojangles interludes, um, <laughs> and I'm a guy who has not had a lot of Bojangles in my life, um, so that was uh, interesting. Um, but, yeah, usually the best part of the interview is uh, when I'm done with Gary, he usually drops a, a free uh, chicken sandwich in my lap. He gives me a card for uh, Chick-fil-A. So I don't know if that will be the case this year. They still sponsor the Peach Bowl, but they do not sponsor the opening kickoff game, which I believe next year or in two years uh, Virginia will be in playing Tennessee, I want to think. And uh, Syracuse will also be in that game as well in the coming years.
0: Well, Virginia and Tennessee are this year too, right? That's the the first game this season is Virginia and Tennessee in uh, Nashville. As a matter of fact, um, well, look. If you if you pass my good buddy Dave Clawson in the hallway, just tap him on the shoulder and tell him I said hello, and 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 that'll that'll certainly suffice. Um,
1: well, we will tell him that we appreciate what he did for Kobe Turner as well.
0: Absolutely. There you go. That that is your local connection uh, for sure. No doubt, no doubt about that. Kobe Turner now with the Rams, the one year at Wake and the four years before that at Richmond. All right. Finish up with you, Matt, uh, with the guy who's going to start this whole thing off tomorrow. What do you expect out of Jim Phillips on several? several Several fronts. You know, where the ACC, the health of the ACC and football in general, where it may be going, expansion, realignment, and then, of course, his unfortunate situation in this whole Northwestern uh, mess where his name has been included in uh, one of the lawsuits against them.
1: So, Jim Phillips usually gives about a 20, 25-minute opening speech. Uh, He is a big rah-rah guy. He will tell us about all the championships they won in the Olympic sports. He will give us all the positives of the PV contract and the grant of rights and everything. And um, uh, He will certainly, from what I could tell, he will briefly say one thing about the Northwestern thing and then not take any more questions on that. Um, but he's a guy who focuses on the positive, even when there's not a lot of positives. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see how he gets the expansion question. We've seen different answers from, you know, Brett Urmark was the guy who said, we're certainly open, but we're not, you know, actively looking. And I believe that's kind of along the same lines as what Craig Sanky said for the SEC. Um, so he's going to give a nice rah-rah speech. He is the best fan of his own conference. And uh, we'll see if the Uh, can get some more out of him that maybe uh, won't necessarily be positive
0: all right that all starts uh, tomorrow morning with uh, Jim Phillips around nine o'clock and we'll continue for the next three days and Matt Joseph will have us covered three to six Tuesday Wednesday I think we're still figuring out Thursday but there should be plenty certainly plenty to talk about so drive safely the rest of the way down there Matt and enjoy your time at ACC football kickoff
1: thank you as always Bob
0: there goes Matt Joseph driving down the road, heading to Charlotte, North Carolina. Look forward to hearing from him beginning at 3 o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon. And as he mentioned, he will have the full contingent of our Virginia guys. So from UVA, that's head coach Tony Elliott plus Chico Bennett, defensive end, Perry Ellis, uh, Perry Jones, the running back, and Tony Musket, the transfer quarterback, and then Virginia Tech along with Coach Pry, Josh Fugua, Uh, Nick Gallo, the tight end, and Ali Jennings from right here in Richmond, who we mentioned transfer most recently from uh, Old Dominion. Of course, that's game one, Virginia Tech and ODU, while Virginia gets Tennessee in that kickoff opener just, uh, what, about six weeks from our college football season. All right, one more break, and we'll wrap it up for a Monday, and then we won't talk to you again until at least Thursday. As I said, we're still figuring that one out, and certainly we'll be back on Friday uh, in studio, as a matter of fact. All right, finish it up after the timeout, one oh six one ESPN.